Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. Here to set you free. How you doing? Happy Friday to GIF. I hope it's sunny and warm where you are here in Southern California. It is 80 degrees, sunny and warm today, hence the uh, spring-like colors. Even though next week it'll get cool, it's going to drop into the 60s. Brr, I know, I'm so mean. Anyway, hi, this is Leslie Marshall. Welcome or welcome back. Only true democracy in talk. Thank you for listening to us on radio, on podcast, on stream, and also watching us on Twitter's Periscope, Facebook Live, LinkedIn Live, and YouTube Live. We have not one but two great guests joining us today, and I hope you'll stick around for the whole hour. Uh, first up, Mr. Peter Vargas. Mr. Vargas is a 30-year insurance sales agent with AAA in Northern California. I'm in Southern California. If you don't know Cali, Northern California would be your San Francisco's, your Napa and Sonoma Valley, and things like that. Actually, I used to live in San Francisco, got engaged on the Golden Gate Bridge. I think I've shared that with you before. And then Southern Cal would be more like Los Angeles, you know, San Diego, Uh, Northern Cal is San Francisco, Sacramento, so you get a lay of the land. Uh, I'm very excited to talk to Peter today um, with uh, regard to what is happening with AAA and with their um, ability uh, to organize and their attempts to unionize specifically to become union members with the Teamsters. Very excited to talk about that with him today. I personally am a AAA um, user. Uh, it saved my life on more than one occasion, seriously. And I have lived all over the country. As a matter of fact, my mom buys me, my husband, my brother, his wife, and my other brother, who's not yet married, getting married May 29th, finally. Um, and um, she buys uh, all of us uh, the gold AAA um, uh, cards so that, you know, we won't, you know, have any issues. She sleeps better at night knowing that, you know, if we break down or, you know, or, their tire, you know, can't be changed by somebody who's really bad at changing tires like me, uh, that she knows that, you know, we'll be safe and we'll be uh, in uh, their hands. Uh, Mark, is Peter with us or should I continue on for this? Okay, no worries. So l- let me tell you a little bit um, about what is going on. In June, there were about 460 AAA insurance sales agents specifically in Northern California. They organized with Teamsters Local 655, which is in San Francisco. Um, They're actually a very unique group um, to become unionized, and and this is why it's a desire to be unionized. Um, This unique group of sales agents for AAA are licensed white-collar workers, okay? So you have a group of white-collar workers, right, insurance sales agents in Northern California, in uh, Teamsters Local 665 um, to have formed a union. Uh, Now, they have been in contract negotiations since late summer in August. The company is, AAA, stalling, failing to seriously bargain, and making changes to the status quo. And by the way, that is not allowed during the bargaining period. Is he with us, Mark? 
Okay, awesome. Uh, more than a pleasure to have with us Mr. Peter Vargas, 30-year insur- insurance sales agent with AAA in Northern California. Peter, Mr. Vargas, uh, whichever you prefer, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you for being with us. Leslie, thank you for having me. I consider it an honor. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, I was just saying, you know, I, I my mom buys, my husband and I, my brother and his wife and my other brother, uh, who's not yet married, the end of May is happening finally, uh, AAA Uh, the gold, the highest level family plan, because she sleeps better knowing that somebody is, you know, can help me if I need a tire change at three o'clock in the morning. And I have had great experiences with AAA. um, So I was excited to hear when uh, when you were on. The other reason I'm excited to hear that you're on today, um, Peter, is that I, I just was mentioning to our listeners what what you did, what you and others did in your position there in North Carol, uh, Northern California. In June, about 460 AAA insurance, and that's a lot, almost 500, um, AAA insurance sales agents in Northern Cal, organizers, uh, organized with Teamsters Local 665 in San Francisco. And you guys are really a unique group of people to form a union and to form a union with Teamsters or to join the union, that Local 665. the you guys are white collar workers, you're licensed white collar workers, and you formed a union. But I want to talk about what's happened since and the pushback from the company from AAA, uh, because you guys have been in negotiations, what, since the summer, since August, and it's already February in the next year. My understanding is that uh, the company is stalling, they're failing to seriously bargain, and they're making changes to the, to the status quo, which you can Google that. That is not allowed uh, during the bargaining period. Um, so first up, if you can tell us, why did you guys decide to organize? Because you are licensed white-collar workers. That's that's something that's happening. We're seeing more. Um, there seems to be a trend with that. And then second, talk to us about the pushback from AAA. Yeah, so um, it, it was a unique situation to even uh, decide on having the uh, Teamsters Union of all uh, to, to unite with us uh, because, of the, because of the type of business that we are in. A lot of folks may have thought, you know, why the Teamsters of all people? Well, who would, better, who would have better resources for us in the unique situation uh, we were in? You mentioned when we started of the, the uh, uh, safety of AAA, and that's really what our, um, our goal is, is to have that exact same safety that we promise our our members, when they're broken down on the side of a road for emergency roadside assistance, we want that same safety for the employees Absolutely. and and for my coworkers. Um, I'm sorry, I, miss, I forgot the second part of that question, Leslie. No problem. I, I'm talking about the pushback since negotiations started at the end of the summer in August. Uh, talk to us about how the company's stalling, they're failing to seriously uh, bargain, making changes to the status quo not allowed during the bargaining, bargaining period. Are, I mean, I'm sure you expected some pushback. Are you surprised at how much pushback about the stalling, about the failing to seriously bargain? I, I, my understanding is the company has rejected, and correct me if I'm wrong, nearly every proposal from the union. They failed to consider uh, you, the workers' positions, and, and they've even failed to make any counter offers. This doesn't sound like a negotiation. It sounds like a cement wall. So I actually have not been involved in the negotiations. Um, I'm in one of the uh, groups that originated uh, the contact of all of the agents with AAA, obviously because of my tenure. Um, We have heard reports. We get an update on a regular basis uh, from our union representatives about the pushback. 
uh, when you talk about changes to status quo, it's amazing that somehow or another uh, they get access, uh, that we have informed the union of certain things that have changed. There was, for instance, a ridiculous procedure of uh, we, we run what's called a counter shift where we can come in and clients walk in for assistance for a certain amount of time throughout the day. And in a, not in my particular office, but in another office, apparently they put in a one minute rule that if the agent was one minute late, the agent would lose the opportunity to then uh, basically quote new business and have an opportunity to generate uh, business. And especially since we are commissioned agents, uh, what the company has now done is rerouted all of the new business calls coming into the actual district offices. And so it's amazing because I handle close to 7,000 members myself. And there are some days in the office where the phone barely rings. And the calls we are uh, servicing are, are questions for DMV or uh, questions for travel, which none of us have any knowledge of. Um, one of the other things they had originally pushed back on was cell phone usage in the office, uh, believe it or not. Uh, now, that has been retracted since then. They're, they're saying that managers um, misinformed us as employees. But we were literally... Uh, at a point where we're sitting in our cubicle and our manager would walk by and say, hey, put that phone away because it has critical information about our customers. And we tried explaining to them, you know, we used to work, you know, Saturdays, we used to work weekends, we used to work evenings because especially in our area, in the Central Valley, we have members that travel to the Bay Area. And so you have after, after hour appointments. Well, that's not allowed any longer. They won't let us do after hour appointments. They don't want us doing weekend appointments. As a matter of fact, just just Tuesday of this week, I had a late appointment. And so I extended my lunch so that I wouldn't get any overtime. Um, and, and because they, they don't want us to uh, working any overtime. And they literally had one of the managers waiting for me in the office until I was done to make sure that I was escorted out of the office when I was done writing the policy. And that this is, is insane. Uh, Peter, that yeah. is totally insane. Not only that, it's it's terrible for the customers because you're trying to assist people uh, as AAA members or to become AAA members, and you can't even talk to them or make an appointment. Um, and uh, look, I used to live in Northern California. Um, I know that whole area. I know what you're talking about. The commute traffic can be insane. Um, and, and you really you know, need to have that flexibility, especially in the type of business that this is. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about that because I want to talk about a rule that I would be fired in a day, maybe a few hours, uh, quite frankly, if I, I heard about it. I think I know, you know which one I'm going to talk about. We'll be back with Peter Vargas. Peter is a 30-year insurance sales agent with AAA in Northern California. This is dynamite. Uh, these, uh, these almost 500 AAA insurance sales agents in Northern California have organized with Teamsters Local 665 in San Francisco. They're a unique licensed white-collar worker group, and, and they're forming a union. AAA, not playing nice, not playing at all, putting up a wall. We'll be back, talk more about it. I'm Leslie Marshall. Don't go away. Happy Friday, TGIF. Hey there, Leslie Marshall. Welcome back to the Democracy Talk. Peter Vargas is our guest, 30-year insurance sales agent with AAA in Northern California. Why am I talking to him? Well, this past summer, um, he and over 400 of his peers, sales agents for insurance sales agents for AAA in Northern California, organized with Teamsters Local 665 in San Francisco. They're a unique group of licensed white-collar workers, and they 
have formed a union. They've been trying to get these contract negotiations since August. The company is stalling, failing to seriously bargain, changing the status quo, not allowed during the bargaining period, rejecting every, nearly every proposal the union has put forth, failed to consider the workers' positions, failed to make any counteroffers. And I think we'd all agree that's failing to negotiate in good faith. Uh, Peter, thank you for holding. Um, welcome back. You were telling us some of these crazy things like calls not coming through, not able to work any overtime weekends um, uh, after hours in the evening, which is beneficial to people, the customers or future customers of AAA and not being able to use your cell phones. I mean, the list goes on. I wanted to talk to you about something um, that that is crazy that I heard about. Tell me if I'm nuts. I heard that in addition to not being serious about negotiating and rather than being serious about negotiating, has AAA actually proposed a rule that would, in effect, allow the company to terminate, not just reprimand, terminate, any, fire any employee who curses in front of a member. And member refers to a current or former member of any AAA club or any current, former, or potential member, which I think we could say is basically anybody, because Anybody, I think out there, either you are a AAA member, you were a AAA member, or maybe you might be a AAA member. So that pretty much would be everybody. And is it true that there's also punishment if you're one minute late, you get punished? I mean, th- these things are crazy. Is this true? That's that's absolutely correct. I I was not aware of the of the uh, so-called cuss rule. Uh, that was brought to my attention by one. I'm of not my proud of it. I swear. I swear. I don't want to say swear like a truck driver. Truckers will get mad at me. Yeah. So I guess I can say swear yeah. like a sailor because my dad was in the Navy. Um, sure. So so you know. But I mean, I would. And Mark can attest. My executive producer. They're not proud of it. My kids yeah. will even be like, "Mom, potty mouth." You know. And yeah, yeah. I, I would be done. I. This is insane. Seriously. So you could be. You you don't even have to be at your office. You could. Well, it, it, you know, you could be having a conversation with a friend over something that happened in a ball game the night before that you were watching TV or, or for me, I coach high school basketball and, you know, we're talking about a game, but it could be a manager walking by and hearing you obviously use a word that they consider it as a cuss word. Uh, that is correct. That's the, another point. Yeah. What do they consider? Right. As- yeah. I guess it's based on each manager. And that's the other thing, Leslie, is that every office is run a little different. You know, we're talking about the one minute rule. Well, the one minute rule was not implemented in my office. It was in one of the offices in the Central Valley. But the hardest part is, as I told you, the opportunity just to service people uh, when we're, we're busy picking up phone call after phone call. And it's, you know, hey, is the DMV open? How many hours? What hours do you guys work? And so forth, rather than giving us the opportunity to sell that premier membership that you alluded to. Right. 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 With the 200 miles. And so that's the hardest part is that you've also got two compensation plans with the company. And that's one of the things that we want to square up is say, look, let's get everybody on the same page. The re- folks have asked me, Peter, why are you doing this after 30 years? You know, you're you're sneaking up on retirement. Well, for me, it's for the young guys that are working in the office right now that would hopefully have an opportunity to make a career out of this job. And that seems to be the issue right now is that it's simply a revolving door. You can't keep agents within the office based on the compensation plan that they've put in force. Yeah, yeah. and I wanted to talk to you, you must have read my mind, Peter, um, because AAA has imposed a two-tier compensation scale, right? Um, It pretty much guarantees that if you're new to AAA, you're a newly hired employee, that you'll never have the same opportunities as a more tenured employee like you. So like you said, that leads to the revolving door. 
uh, why stay? And I also want to say a side note, how admirable it is of you to care about people who are there and people who will be there or who, who are coming up. Uh, that's a testament not only to you and your character, um, and, and AAA should recognize that they have people like you uh, in their ranks because, uh, you know, I mean, not everybody's a great employee. And, um, that, you know, but that's terrible to, to have nothing to look forward to, especially if you're sitting working along guys like you and I'm working with you and I'm a new hire. I can't even achieve what you have. Right. They already reduced the ceiling on my head. Correct, correct. And then the outsourcing, what they're doing with the outsourcing, it's going to the call centers. And the majority of those call centers aren't even in our state currently. And so that's the other uh, point I wanted to allude to is that by outsourcing those opportunities, you basically have those new agents that are pretty much starving. If they don't write new business, they have no renewal base whatsoever. It and, doesn't make and, any sense. They're hurting their own company and, and their reputation. I mean, people are watching and listening to this right now. Um also, is it true that if you receive a call at your desk, they can just shut you down? They can shut the line down? Well, what they, first, first, if you receive a call on your cell phone, you are instructed to inform the member that you cannot continue that phone call, that they have to call you on a recorded line within the office. Now, I've heard that they've been able to cut off. We've had so many issues with the phone system since the pandemic uh, that I think it's an instability but I do hear that they do have that opportunity. Now they are actually monitoring the calls. I actually had a client that requested a call uh, recording, uh, re-listened to by one of our managers. And, uh, and so he, did, he was able to pull up every single call that I was on for that day. Wow. My understanding is that your local union has filed seven, seven unfair, and that's just since the summer, unfair labor practice charges against the company. Uh, AAA has refused to bargain over, quote, just cause and fair compensation. What are you guys seeking from AAA? You know, really, it's that it's that safety and stability, uh, as I as I alluded to earlier. It's pretty much keeping everyone. I, I think the hardest part for me, Leslie, I want to keep everyone keep everyone on the same level. But more so, I think it saddens me that they have allowed so many agents throughout this time to realistically either leave the company, take an early retirement. Unfortunately, I've lost several, several friends that have taken early retirements, have left the company to go work for competitors. Um, and, and I think that's the part, I, I feel the bleeding now. I, we feel it in our office. We handle almost 90,000 accounts in my office and we have eight agents, eight agents handling And it's 90, absolutely crazy. You yes, have less people, you have to do more work in yes, less time because they won't let you do the overtime and rack up the overtime and they won't let you work on weekends or after hours. It's unconscionable. They're, real, they, they're, they're putting you in an impossible situation. It's strictly nine to six, Monday through Friday. That is correct. And, and, and that's the heartaches we're all feeling. You know, a client can call you over the weekend and, hey, I'm buying a car at a dealership. So, you know, you mentioned that to the, to the manager and and find out whether or not you're allowed to go into the office. Uh, they, they don't want you writing uh, business from your home pretty much either at this point. Yeah. Uh, you're just you know. asking to be treated fairly and with respect, which is, you know, what every employee should get. I have to tell you, you know, you know, when you research the Teamsters, sometimes it takes a long time, but they usually win. Absolutely. And that's exactly why we decided to go with the local 665 out of San Francisco. We knew they had the resources and, and they have put in numerous, numerous hours. I can't even tell you of my friends who are part of the bargaining committee, uh, you know, 11, 12 o'clock at night, going back and forth two nights a week, 
and then going into these bargaining committees and just feeling the frustration of not getting feedback from the company and, and trying to Absolutely. keep the they status quo. They work hard, um, and I'm so glad you guys are doing this. Um, my you. gut is you'll prevail uh, in solidarity, certainly. Peter, thank you for joining us today. Peter Vargas, 30-year insurance sales agent with AAA in Northern California, not treating their employees well and not allowing these people to get their union contract fulfilled. Uh, think about that when you're looking at companies to go with right now. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll be back right after this. Guest number two, Peter, thank you. Have a wonderful week. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you for having me. And we're back. Happy Friday, TGIF. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome or welcome back. Second guest in this hour joining us. His name is Andre Solon. Andre is terminal operator at United Metro Energy and Teamsters strike captain. Teamsters Joint Council 16 and its 27 affiliated local unions represent over 120,000 workers in the greater New York area and also in Puerto Rico as well. Love Puerto Rico. Uh, their website is teamsters.nyc. That's teamsters.nyc. And please follow them on Twitter as well at TeamstersJC16, on Twitter, at TeamstersJC16. Um, thank you for being with us, Andre. Good to have you with us today. Uh, welcome and happy Friday. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Well, my mom is a Brooklyn girl, so this got mm. my attention when I read this. Um, mm -hmm. I want to I talk to Andre. I want to talk to you, Andre, and our viewers and our listeners today about essential workers, which they are, at the United Metro Energy Oil Terminal, terminal which is in Brooklyn. And uh, they've been on strike since April 19th, 2021. Now, so for people listening and watching, I want to be clear about what United Metro Energy uh, workers do and why they're essential. These workers provide gasoline, mm -hmm. diesel, and heating oil to New York and have done so throughout this pandemic. Their owner is a billionaire with a B, John Katsimatidis, I hope I said that right, uh, They and paid them wages as much as 50% lower than all other city oil companies. How disgusting. You're raking in billions during a pandemic, and these people are risking their lives to help people get through this pandemic, and that's how you treat them? So I would imagine, Andre, that's what led to this strike that started April 19th, 2021. And you're the strike captain. Am I correct on that? Yes, you are correct. That's that's exactly right. That uh, started the process. Well, two years before we decided to go on strike, uh, we decided to have some protection uh, because we were we saw this treatment coming. And uh, we they ne started negotiations from since then, uh, which was in 2018, and uh, there was no progress since then. And then is when only then is when we decided to go on strike. It was a last resort, and it, we didn't come by that decision lightly. We deliberated on it before we decided on it. I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of people don't realize the painstaking uh, a decision that goes into strikes. Mm -hmm. And and I know this, you know, uh, from, uh, you know, my union background and people in my family and unions and my relationship with unions and my support of unions. It, you know, when you see somebody striking, like mm -hmm. you said, it's a last resort. 
It is yes. not something that, you know, people come around lightly. I want to talk about what the company has done since the strike began. Now, they have sent letters to at least eight workers over the course of the strike since April, right, um, telling them that they've been permanently replaced, right? They're firing these individuals. Um, you know, and 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 they're they're targeting illegally, I might add, union activists. Um, now, there's a investigation underway with the National Labor Relations Board, right? Uh, because you know you're not supposed to fire somebody on strike, and you're not supposed to target a union activist. That's illegal. Um, am I correct that there's an investigation by the NLRB? Yes, we did file uh, uh, charges against uh, the the billionaire owner. And uh, hopefully that is uh, being resolved sooner than later. Uh, it's been 300 days. Uh, well, Sunday would be 300 days since we are on strike. And uh, that's tough on the guys. Uh, that's not easy to do. Uh, we've been there daily uh, from uh, seven days a week. And we've been covering <clears throat> most of the shifts in the beginning and then paired it back to 5 p.m. And this but is another 70. thing. When you're striking for that long a period of time, mm -hmm. people have to understand, you know, how much that can hurt you and your families. That's and, uh, you know, it, it, it's you're fearful over your future security and how mm -hmm. long will this be before there's an end game. Um, we're going to mention there's a GoFundMe page. We're going to mention all that information before the end of the program. We will post it on all my social media sites so that people can help you and the other men and women out who are UMEC uh, workers. Um, UMEC has terminal workers, fleet mechanics, service technicians. They all voted to join Teamsters Local 553 in February 2019. Yes. But Mr. Billionaire dragged out negotiations for a first contract for two years, right? That's and great. that this all precipitated uh, the, the the strike, right? Yes. Um, you know, if you look, there are other fuel terminal fuel terminals in New York City that are unionized. Mm -hmm. They pay good wages. They provide quality benefits. But UMEC for years has undercut wages for you guys. Um, offered an expensive health plan. And that health plan, my understanding, is not accepted by many doctors. Talk to us about that, Andre. Yes, uh, that health plan that was offered to us is uh, not accepted by many healthcare providers. Uh, we had to do an ex extensive and exhaustive search just to find somebody who would accept it. And then the copays are very high, and uh, uh, most of us with the low wages couldn't afford that. Uh, there was one particular uh, terminal operator, his son, he's a juvenile diabetic uh, uh, person. And then they took away his medical coverage the week that we went out. So that was a life-threatening situation yes. for him. That kind of treatment I think is very unconscionable and it's dangerous. He could it, have uh, died. It's inhumane. Yes, absolutely. And you yeah. know, you got all you guys are asking for, men and women, um, all, all, all of you UMEC workers are asking for is wages that are comparable to what other 
um, you know, uh, terminal workers, fleet mechanics, service technicians are getting at other companies um, and a healthcare plan that is, you know, comparable to that as well. I mean, you, you know, you guys aren't saying, Hey, we want six months vacation you know, and, right. and we want you to triple our wages. You're simply saying, pay us what the market is paying, right? Pay us what mm-hmm. other unionized shops are paying. That that's that's all you're asking, and and it's not like this man or this company's hurting. He can't be a billionaire with a B unless UMEC is doing well and making quite a profit. That's correct. Uh, there's another situation also. Uh, one of the underpaid service techs, his son, got uh, killed because he was sleeping in his car by necessity. He was homeless. If his if his father had a situation that he could have helped financially, his son might have been alive today. So that yeah, oh, unconscionable. That's yeah. right. That's that's the price that we've been paying throughout this strike, right. uh, because this guy doesn't want to pay the normal wages that we uh, right. that that we're deserving of. Absolutely, I mean, you <clears throat> workers are not being paid the prevailing wage. Um, and, and I want I want to I want to give more information as to what is distributed by these men and women. Um, oil, heating oil. This That's is true. to not just homes. This no. is to New York City schools where our mm-hmm. children go. Hospitals, which during a pandemic have more people in them and more need. And gas stations, which we That's all right. know we have needed right to have. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to point out something else. We were talking about money, right? The New York City Departments of Education, Social Services, and Environmental Protection and the City University of New York together combined actually pay UMEC about $21 million a year for fuel, oil, and motor vehicle fuel. Okay, right? $21 million a year. You could take that $21 million and just take a tiny little piece of it and come up with a decent health care plan and decent wages for your workers, and you could still be a billionaire. That's correct. He has no excuses, and he fancies himself a philanthropist. He throws his money around, but it all goes to benefit him. There is no consideration for us, his uh, workers, who actually... Uh, uh, facilitate his his billions. So he, he does that selfishly. Absolutely. We're going to take a break. Um, and uh, when we come back, do I have time? I'm going to, how you can help the workers on strike. We're going to post all this. But the workers of United Metro Energy, they've been on strike for roughly 10 months. They need help. They need financial help. I'm asking all of you to give, you know, $1, $5, $10, $100, whatever you can do to help feed their families and 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 keep their you know mortgage or rent going as they continue to fight for their jobs. Uh, these people, by the way, delivered um, to our schools, our hospitals, our homes, our gas stations during the pandemic. All they want is a decent wage in health care. I don't think that's too much to ask when their boss is making billions with a B. There is a GoFundMe page that's been set up to help them feed their families during the strike. And any contribution, like I said, a dollar, a hundred dollars that you can make will help. I'm going to contribute. Please do that as well. They appreciate your support. They thank you for your solidarity with them on this. Here is the website, www.gofundme.com forward slash F forward slash help hyphen striking hyphen families. GoFundMe.com forward slash F forward slash help 
hyphen striking hyphen families. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll be back with him, Andre, and we'll be back with you after this. And we will post all this GoFundMe information on all my social media sites in case you're driving or you didn't have a pen to jot that down or your phone. I'm Leslie Marshall. Back in a moment. We are back on Leslie Marshall. We are me, Leslie Marshall, and our guest, Andre Solon. Andre is terminal operator at United Metro Energy and Teamsters, and he is also, excuse me, United Metro Energy, and he is also Teamsters strike captain. Uh, they are Teamsters Joint Council 16, and it's 27 affiliated local unions who represent over 120,000 workers in greater New York and Puerto Rico. Their website, teamster.newyork, uh, NYC, teamsters.newyork. Teamsters.myc and their Twitter handle is at TeamstersJC16. That's at TeamstersJC16. I just mentioned a GoFundMe page. I'm going to mention it again now and before the end of this hour. www.gofundme.com forward slash F forward slash help hyphen striking hyphen families uh, to help these workers that have been on strike since April and who are not getting decent wages or decent health care that can be taken at places. Uh, Andre, thank you for holding. Um, welcome back. The UMEC is a wholly owned subsidiary of the Red Apple Group, REG. Uh, they're correct. a conglomerate. They they own and operate assets in energy, real estate, media, and supermarket industries. Uh, the owner is also the president, also the chairman, and the CEO. Fortune estimates he is worth $2.8 billion with the B. He and other investors are going to restart a minor league baseball team on Staten Island in 2022. And they're going to do it with financial assistance from the NYC Economic Development Corporation. Because I may have botched his name, Andre, can you say John's last name for me so we have the name correctly? Katsimatidis. Katsimatidis. Okay, thank That's you very much. Thank you very much. Um, so let's go back to the history of this and how this evolved. United Metro Energy Strike and labor relations. So we'll take, let's take a look. In January 2019, terminal operators, truck mechanics, service technicians at the Brooklyn facility voted to join Teamsters Local 553. And the workers still, listen to the time frame, folks, from January 2019, over a year now, have voted to join a Teamster, uh, two years now, right? Wow, right, yes. right? We're, we're, yeah. Over um, two years. Uh, right. I uh, voted to join Teamsters Local 553, and they still don't have their contract. Some people have been fired um, who are specifically, you know, in, involved in the unionization, which is illegal. Uh, there is an investigation by the, uh, you know, National Labor Board going on. But in the meantime, these people are striking and they don't have decent wages. They don't have decent health care. That's all they're asking for. And by the way, competitor facilities that are union competitor facilities are paying these amounts. Um, during ongoing negotiations for a first contract, UMEC demanded that its workers accept hourly wages, that's $8 lower than the average hourly rate paid by other New York City heating and oil distributors. $20 lower per hour for at least one worker. Additionally, they're refusing to provide workers with a pension comparable to the pension at other heating oil distributors in New York City. And on April 19th, after two years of negotiations, 14 workers went on strike demanding that the UMEC provide fair compensation, 
not too much to ask. That's, that's all they're asking for, fair compensation. What other people are getting in the same industry in the same market, not like, oh, somebody in Kentucky is getting this. Since the strike began, UMEC has unlawfully provided notices I mentioned to eight striking union members that they and they've been permanently replaced. Now, Teamsters Local 553, um, you know, I I, I, I want to, you know, have you talk. I just wanted to bring the people just tuning in, you know, up to speed. Mm-hmm. So people understand because there are people out there who probably think to themselves, why not just go work for one of those other companies? What would you say to that? Well, it's not just that. It's not that simple to just switch uh, in in midair like that. Uh, those companies uh, attract uh, real talent because their wages are better, and people do not just leave a decent union-paying job to go somewhere else unless they're greener pastures. So. They have a good core of people there because they attract good talent because of the union and because of their wages. They wouldn't just hire us like that uh, if even uh, they had positions. We had to be part of uh, that union process. But I, I would imagine, training. Andre, I would imagine it's not just you're fighting for the, you and the others on strike, but you're fighting for the future employees that come into this company, UMEC. That's correct. Uh, if we union, if this place is unionized, the folks who are coming into it would also be uh, compensated on a level that should be normal with the rest of the industry. And that would attract better talent to the company also. So it's a win-win situation if he he does the right thing, but he seems not to want to do the right thing. You know, I'm a business owner and I have to say a happy employee is a more productive employee. And I own more than one business in different fields, medical, media, um, and I don't understand how, you know, somebody who's, you know, making billions of dollars, you know, doesn't understand that you don't want a revolving door that doesn't help your company's bottom line. Um, and, you know, at, at the end of the day, then uh, the rich want to get richer. But, you know, there mm-hmm. are many rich in this con- con- country that get richer um, and still treat their employees well and still work out a, a proper negotiation and a proper wage and health care and pension package for their employees. And again, I can't emphasize enough. You guys are just asking for what other people have in the same market, in the same industry, who are also union workers. So you're asking apples for apples here. That's correct. Absolutely. We're not asking for anything extravagant and this guy being a billionaire and it's not a lot of us this uh, 14 of us came out originally on strike uh, nobody went back in of course it's tough but nobody went back to work for that company because it's uh, it's not it's not attractive enough you rather be out here and suffer and make the sacrifice than to walk back in at that very low wage and suffer while you work. And also, I mean, this isn't just just asking for a fair wage package. I mean, there have been numerous unfair labor practice charges against UMEC. uh, And there have been filings by your union Teamsters Local 553, including hiring replacement workers to permanently replace striking workers. That's illegal starting with union activists, that's illegal. 
and they're right. doing it in order to discourage union membership. That's illegal. They're threatening workers with the termination of their health care coverage for striking. That's illegal. They're threatening um, the uh, they're threatening to honor or not honor um, the picket line. That's illegal. Uh, they're threatening to subcontract out the work performed by union workers. That's uh, illegal. Um, I understand that you have support from state senators Julia Salazar and Jabari Brisport, uh, and also Assembly Maker, um, Assembly Member, excuse me, Emily Gallagher. Um, other elected officials that I haven't mentioned have also joined you who are striking, uh, you, you members of Teamster Local 553, um, on the picket line, correct? You have, you know, support of the local politicians on the state Senate level and the Assembly level? Yes, that's correct. We we do. And also other politicians who live in the Greenpoint area, because this is an area that's uh, essential to the uh, to the city of New York. It's a major uh, commercial area. Besides that, there could be serious environmental impacts if something goes wrong with these replacement workers. We're on the creek the Newtown Creek, that's a major waterway for commercial as well as uh, 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 migrating birds and so forth. It's major. So if something goes wrong with these cabs, we have a serious problem. You also have the ferry coming from Manhattan over there, right? I've taken the ferry to Greenpoint. And uh, I'm from Boston. I had some pretty good Maine lobster, uh, a Boston <laughs> lobster uh, there. Um, uh, for the interest of time, because um, I want to talk about, again, I, I want to reemphasize again how everybody listening and watching can help the workers on strike. Anything else that you want to throw on the table here, Andre, before we end? Okay, we, you can now also, well, let me say uh, the, the grievance process is also part of what we're asking. We, we, anybody would initially was just dismissed without reasoning, without... Uh, any kind of process. They would call you and dismiss you sometimes without uh, having you say goodbye to your coworkers. That kind of thing, we want to also have that on the table while we while we negotiated, negotiate for wages and medical. Uh, yeah, not too much to ask at all. Once right. again, folks, I, I want to tell you how you can help the workers on strike. The workers of the United Metro Energy have been on strike for roughly 10 months, and they need your help, financial help, in order to keep their families fed and housed while they continue to fight for their jobs and for respect and fair pay. They are essential workers, once again, essential workers who have worked throughout this pandemic uh, they were told they didn't deserve to be paid the same as other workers, oil workers in the city of New York. There is a GoFundMe page that has been set up to help them feed their families during this strike. Any contribution you can make will help. They appreciate your support. They thank you for your solidarity. Once again, the website to help is www.gofundme.com forward slash F forward slash help hyphen striking hyphen families or dash www.gofundme.com forward slash F forward slash help dash striking dash families. Please go there. I'm going to, as soon as uh, we are done with this uh, show, I'm going to go there and uh, I hope you will as well. Uh, Andre, thank you for joining us. Once again, the website is teamsters.new York for 
Teamsters Joint Council 16. And also on Twitter, follow them at TeamstersJC16. I'm Leslie Marshall. Have a wonderful weekend. And once again, go to that GoFundMe page, www.gofundme.com forward slash F forward slash help hyphen striking hyphen families. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you.